0: So I'm going to talk about balancing the balance sheet. Now, this can this can appear to be a sort of a you know a strange question. Why do you need to balance the balance sheet? Isn't the balance sheet balancing on its own already? So yeah, the balance sheet is balancing on its own, but it is more coming from the accounting entries. You know when the double entry system was put together by the Italians, the Medici brothers, um, they ensured that the debit and credit always equal and then the balance sheet therefore reconciles, balances the... And, 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 but, but we need to move on. The times have changed now. I think in the current period, instead of just looking at the balance sheet in a traditional form as assets and liabilities. We must look at it in the horizontal, in the vertical form, which is called the source and application of funds. That is more representative of how one should look at the balancing the balance sheet. Um, no, I, I'll tell you in the case of banks, insurance companies and NBFCs, which are essentially raising funds and you know on the one side and they are lending it on the other side, the assets and liabilities can appear very strange. It's quite possible that in the case of a bank, the liabilities are the assets, and the assets are the liabilities. Given given more NPAs, the way it is going, um, so I think it is it is better to move away from you know the asset and the liability to more source and application of funds. Now, when you look at the source and application of fund, we can we can we can we can we should we should do a, a balancing of the source and application of funds once again if we take the, the the case of the example of a bank what the bank does is its sources of funds are you know uh, saving current account and savings account they call it as casa and fixed deposits and these are essentially short term funds and then the bank lends them short medium and long term to various, so this creates an inherent conflict and some kind of a uh, imbalance within the the intrinsic nature of the uh, the source and application of fund, and therefore there is there are asset liability management committees, asset liability management principles, and they they estimate, and then there are a lot of principles on you know how much of the the savings and the current accounts and also the fixed deposits are sort of core and therefore they can be, you know, a risk can be taken to apply the medium long term. All those calls are all taken very carefully, these things are all considered. And then the asset liabilities are matched. Asset liabilities are matched for two issues. One is for duration matching, second is for, you know, uh, it's called the um, the, uh, the the revenue matching or, or the coupon rate matching or the cost to revenue matching. Um, duration matching means, this is, the you know, what extent of the source of our funds are short-term, medium-term, long-term, what is the extent of the application of funds are short, medium and long-term, and how are we matching them to ensure that there are no mismatches, that to the extent that the company has got source of short-term funds, it has lent them short-term, it has got medium-term funds, it has lent them medium-term, it has got long-term funds, it has lent long-term. Because if you take, if you you essentially borrow short term and lend long term, and if your short term borrowers are going to come back and ask you all money in one time, there is going to be a problem of the bank. Bank won't be able to return all the money, and there is going to be mayhem, you know, the, the way we are seeing currently for a couple of banks. So, duration matching is very, very important, and return matching is also important because. You can't borrow at 6% and lend at uh, 6%, the bank has got expenses. So it has to uh, uh, lend at at a higher percentage so that there is, you know, it also takes care of what we call as non-performing assets and it also takes care of some of the operating expenses and then leaves a profit for the bank. Bank leverages its balance sheet so you know this is called the uh, asset liability matching principle which is applied in a very fine m- manner for uh, uh, entities which are having comparable uh, you know same money it you know in case of a bank it borrows money and it lends money uh, same commodity is borrowed and same commodity is lent and there is no major difference between the the source side and the application side or the liability side and the asset side of a bank. Um, Things differ when it comes to a manufacturer, a non-bank, an entity which is not a bank, which is a manufacturer or a trader or a service provider. He essentially raises funds in cash. Most of your source side, if you look at it, or the liability side, if you look at it, share capital comes in the form of cash. Uh, Bank loan comes in the form of cash, long term liabilities, debts comes in the form of cash. And, uh, you know, it's only the vendor, uh, that's also in cash, the the vendor balances, um, but it may be for the purpose of, uh, you know, buying uh, materials or services. But if you get to the asset side or the the application side, that is where the whole, uh, you know, the, the changes its character and number the the, the 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 money is gets invested into many things it gets invested into fixed assets it gets invested into inventory it gets invested into other receivables other current assets and and also intangible assets you know when you are building something intangible and and then it you know intangible asset brings with this its own uh, challenges we will deal with that separately how to deal with the do the asset liability matching for intangible assets but let's look at only the tangible assets right now. Um, so, uh, 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 so these are all the uh, uh, places where it gets applied, and it loses the money loses its character of being just money. So, it creates a huge amount of challenge on part of an enterprise to do the same asset liability matching. It is becomes all the more important because at least the characteristic remains the same in the case of a bank, where the characteristic changes. Your liquid asset. Cash, which is which is borrowed or which is infused as equity, becomes potentially non-liquid asset to semi-liquid asset, and therefore there is a significant need to look into the duration matching and also the return matching. Now, uh, a duration matching means that when 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 the money you know the, these the the application of funds are will once again unleash in from them uh, various. Uh, trade cycles, right, the order to cash cycle, procure to pay cycle, inventory to finished goods cycle, manufacturing cycle, and you know, receivable cycle, various cycles it unleashes itself. And when so, it, the, the, the money it takes an in-between form of inventory, current assets, and then it again becomes money. This This cash to cash is called one cycle. And during this cycle, how efficiently it it, it 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 travels, and how efficiently it comes back, and how much of value it adds, all determines um, the. It gives you both the duration as well as it gives you the return. If you know, if, if, the, if the cash goes out as inventory and the cash goes out as receivables, and then it comes back uh, very quickly, uh, we don't expect the receivables to uh, you know uh, come back with any return. Uh, we are happy if 100 rupees goes out and comes back as 100 rupees, but what we expect there is that the money comes back in quickest possible time, but not the case of inventory and other assets. Inventory, obviously, if you buy 100 rupees of inventory, we expect it to be much more than when it comes back as cash. So we got to look into the uh, uh, every asset and we got to see inventory turnover ratio, the receivables turnover ratio, and we got to see how how, how, how quickly it turns over and how much of efficiently the money comes back, we need to ascertain that and we need to do a very fine asset liability matching uh, between the sources side and the application side. Same is the case with fixed assets. Fixed assets, we got to look at what is a performing asset, what is a non-performing asset, what is an asset that has got, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, what are the duration uh, of, of those assets by which, you know, it, it can convert the cash back into cash and what, how efficiently it works and how efficiently it brings back, how many of your assets are you know, surplus assets and how many of your assets are uh, 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 corporate assets versus produ- producing assets, um, what is the uh, mixture between uh, product- productive assets and non-productive assets uh, and pro- performing assets. Are the non- there are two different things. Performing assets is a non-performing asset. Non-performing asset is something which doesn't perform, it has become defunct. But a productive versus non-productive asset is, you know, the difference between uh, 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 the, your, your office chair versus the factory machine. An office chair is, is a productive asset but it is not producing, you know, return in the same way that it is measurable like that of your plant and machinery. So this kind of a very fine exercise needs to be done between source of your funds. The source of funds are are normally let us you know sort of let us sort of segregate them into three or four buckets. So there is a source of fund which is um, you know let's say bank bank loans or debentures which have got an explicit cost of capital and very clear uh, duration that it is you know repayable. So much money is repayable every three months or every month's time. So the the EMI obligations are clearly defined and it works so we know the return and we also know the duration of, of those assets um, uh, 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 but but look at uh, 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 you know shareholding shareholders funds shareholders funds do not have an explicit coupon rate nor they have any they are supposed to be very very long term um, you know shareholder expects there is an expectation implicit expectation to get a dividend but it is it is okay we can we can we can in priority you can put it in a little bit behind in terms of the priority and then you go to the, um, the 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 creditors or the dues the creditors can be many creditors can be trade creditors creditors can be government creditors creditors can be employees employees do not give you any credit time they just expect the money to be paid on the day when it is due um, and then government expects the money to be paid on the day it is due otherwise you know usurious uh, interest rate uh, can be levied on you, penalties and prosecutions, lot of things can be levied on you. Do not consider government as your creditor ever. You got to pay the government dues on time or if possible, ahead of time. Uh, and then look at your trade creditors, you know, try offering them a, a discount for for, for for waiver of credit period. You see what is the kind of discount that they offer, then you will know what exactly it means by way of, um, by by way of cost of credit. Uh, by way of cost of credit, so uh, you know you will you can annualize it. If they offer you 1.5% per annum, then you know that it is about 18% per annum. Sorry, 1.5% per month. You know it is 18% per annum. The cost of credit for your receivables. So you got to look at all the buckets of your sources of funds, <coughs> and we got to look at the um the the application and and we we got to do the duration matching of the application of funds, and then also we got to do the return matching. Um, if you if, 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 if do this regularly, this is called a balance sheet review um, of ensuring that, understanding that every asset uh, has to produce returns in excess of the cost of that funding liability or source of funds and every asset has to produce in line with the duration of the, um, the, the source of funds. So the duration matching and return matching, if you are able to do that then the company need not worry at all. Company will be a highly profitable company, company will be a making enough amount of money. And this asset liability matching principle, which is regularly done in entities, is, is not done in uh, uh, large corporates and SMEs, extremely important to do this to understand how the balance sheet works and and, and how uh, uh, the sources and assets are balanced and once it is done, the profitability of the company can be fairly established and then profit and loss account actually becomes. Yeah, yeah secondary uh, analysis point of view to look at your income drivers and cost of income drivers and we will we will get into analyzing how to analyze you know sort of analyze you know the the yeah, very different methodology of analyzing the uh, the income and expenditure i will i will articulate that in my next podcast um, if, if, if if there is you know i would i would like to actually follow this up with an worked out example and potentially share it as a video uh, blog as well how do we do the asset liability matching of this and take a practical example of two two companies and we will we will go through that in our in our next lesson but for the moment i just want to say that this concept is extremely important for every company to look at it this is intrinsic this kind of a balancing is not uh, 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 is, is, is actually implicit. It is not something which is explicit in the balance sheet. Balance sheet matches the asset side and the liability side. That is that is where it leaves. It creates actually lot more work to do thereafter. So, once you have reconciled your balance sheet, you have got your balance sheet and then your work, real work starts. And people have to understand that balance sheet is not something that uh, the work ends with preparing the balance sheet. The analysis of the balance sheet Asset liability matching of the balance sheet is a critical part of, of every company which has to do. And, and, and CFO Bridge has established standard tools to do this analysis and, and you know, you, you can approach us if, if you need more help. Thank you.